Welcome back to Daf Hashibua. This week we're going to be learning Mesechas Yivamos Daf Ayin Ches and continuing on in Perek Ha'arel. Uh, on today's Daf, we're going to be discussing many of the uh, many of the rules that are relevant to um, Mitzrim, to Edomim, to Mamzerim, to all of these groups of people who, for one reason or another, the Torah describes are not able to enter uh, into the Jewish people, are not able to marry uh, into the Jewish people. And similar to some of the conversations that we've had previously, uh, at the end of the Mems, uh, about 30 daf ago, in the middle of um, uh, daf Ein Ches, which we, uh, Ein Hey rather, which we saw uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to, uh, we're going to be having many of these uh, relevant discussions on daf Ein Ches. And uh, hopefully discuss towards the end uh, a little bit about uh, uh, Mamzerus and what that concept means uh, nowadays. So the Gemara begins discussing the prohibition of Mitzrayan and Adomi to enter into the Jewish people and follows the opinion of the Rabbanon that, uh, that the Mitzrayim and the Adomim uh, are not able to, uh, to, to, to marry and enter into the Jewish people. This applies both for men as well as for women. And... Um, and uh, the Shulchan Aruch and Evan Ezer Simon goes and describes all of these, uh, all of these, uh, all of these prohibited relationships, prohibited marriages uh, that uh, that we uh, that we obviously don't want to uh, that we don't want to get involved in. The Gemara then goes on uh, and describes this story of a ger mitzri and what a ger mitzri uh, presents and represents and brings to the table of a Jewish marriage. And based on the pasuk in Sefer Dvarim in Parachaf Gimel, the pasuk tells us, "Banim Asher Yuldulahem Dor Shlishi Yavulahem Bekal Hashem." So the concept of banim and the concept of doros uh, is problematic in this pasuk, and the Gemara wonders why the pasuk has to say banim and doros. Why we have to know that there's something unique about banim children and doros generations that are coming going to come as a result uh, of this uh, of this marriage. So the Brisa answers from banim. We might think that if the Ger Mitzri had three sons, his first two are Asr and the third one is going to be Mutter. And therefore, the Pasa comes along and teaches us, Dor Shlishi. Dor Shlishi teaches us that it goes up to the third generation. So Doros is taken care of. And from Dor Shlishi, we might think that it's referring to generations from Harsinai, that the third generation of Jewish people after Matan Torah can go ahead and get, can marry uh, a Ger Mitzri himself. And therefore, Banim teaches us that it's referring to the third generation of the Ger Mitzri. And when a Ger Mitzri is able to uh, join and, uh, and enter into the Kal is, uh, is discussed in, uh, in, uh, in the Gemara and as well as in the Shulchan Ark. The Gemara then goes on to teach us what the words Asher Yuvadu uh, mean. And uh, the words Lahem, that the Pasuk says the words Lahem twice, which comes to teach us two different, uh, two different Limudim about who these people are and whether or not we're going to uh, allow them to marry into the Jewish people. The Gemara goes on and presents a few statements in the name of Rav Yochanan. And the Gemara presents a case where two people get married from different generations. If we have a first generation Mitzri and a second generation Adomi, uh, or vice versa, and many of the other um, uh, relationships that could potentially happen. And the Gemara says that we go uh, after the father in determining the uh, the lineage of this child. Was the father a Mitzri? Was the father a Domi? What is uh, the status of the father? And the Rishonim describe the reasons as to why it is that we go uh, after the father, why the father has this um, this level of patrilineal descent that uh, that determines what the nature and what the roots of this uh, this child uh, are. The Gemara goes 
on to challenge the premise in terms of the concept of uh, that we refer to in halacha as uber yerech emo, that a fetus within a uh, within an animal or within a mother uh, is really just a connection, is a uh, part of the thigh of the mother, and whatever the mother is. The baby uh, then is going to be one generation down from the mother, and the baby is going to take it from the mother. So if the Gemara just said that we go after the father, what about this concept of Uber Imo? And when it comes to Ger Mitzri, the Gemara says, so we do apply this concept and we do um, use the lineage of the mother, but generally the Gemara concludes that we go, uh, we go after the father and um, and uh, whatever the father uh, presents is um, is uh, is going to be whether or not we're going to allow this child to enter into the Jewish people. So the Gemara presents a case of a non-Jewish woman who converts while she's pregnant, and Rava tells us that the baby that she uh, needs to view up. Uh, which seems to imply that we go after the mother for uh, uh, for this type of lineage test, even though we just concluded we only go after the mother in special circumstances. Um, so the baby that is born to this mother should need tefillah as well. If the baby comes from a father that uh, the father is uh, from a uh, a blemished genealogy, so why should we go after the mother in such a circumstance? The baby should need tevila as well. So the Gemara suggests that when it comes uh, to the concept of chatzitza and what role chatzitza plays in uh, in, uh, in tevila, so Rav Yitzchak explains that if you have a chatzitza for a tevila and you're makbid on this uh, on this uh, on this chatzitza, so it's going to invalidate the tefillah. But if you're not makbid, it won't invalidate the tefillah. And we ultimately fall to a concept referred to as Hainu Revise, which means that a baby, this baby that's within the mother, uh, is uh, is the way that the baby grows. And the baby is not going to serve as a chatzitza uh, in terms of this uh, this case of the fetus. The baby can go, and the baby, uh, we really assume, is uh, part of the mother, and we go after the lineage uh, of the father, like we said, in most circumstances. But there are circumstances where we will go after uh where we will go after the um, the uh, the uh, the mother's uh, descent when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, these types of issues it happens to be that in Hilchos Nida, Shulchan Aruch describes the Yerdei Kufzadi Ches that a woman needs to put her whole body into the mikvah uh, and contrasts this. Uh, with the tevila of a kli. When it comes to a kli, the Shulchan Aruch says, we can go part by part. We can dip a kli uh, into the mikvah part by part. But when it comes to uh, a woman, she has to go in and her entire body has to go into uh, has to go into the mikvah. On this topic of conversation with regards to chatzitza, so the Rambam points out that when it comes to a hair on a person's body, so the Rambam in mikvos. Parak Bees says that hair is connected to a person's body. And since hair is connected to a person's body, it's not going to be considered to be a chatzitza. And, uh, and therefore, a person can go to the mikvah in these, uh, in, these, uh, in these circumstances. The Gemara goes on to describe how to determine uh, who, can, uh, who, who should be spared and who should be wiped out as the Jewish people were entering into Eretz Canaan. And Rilchanan tells us that we follow again patrilineal descent to make the determination uh, again why, why that is, the Gemara is going to explain it. The Mishnah begins, picks up on Dafai and Chesam and Beis and teaches us about Mamzerim and Nisinim. These people, these Nisinim, um, were uh, Chivi dwellers of the city of Givon, they were Givonim, uh, and they tricked, they deceived Yehoshua into accepting them as Gerim, and they received this title um, as uh, as seemingly full-fledged Gerim, 
And Yoshua was nasun them. He designated them to have certain jobs within the uh, within the certain uh, within these people. So our Mishnah says uh, and tells us about these uh, mamzerim and uh, and nesinim and uh, what their role is going to be in terms of marrying into the Jewish people. So Rishlakish comes along and says that after ten generations, mamzeris is mutter to marry into Klal Yisrael based on a limud that the Gemara uh, learns out over here, and then the Gemara begins to discuss many of the uh, intricacies of Mamziris and future uh, lineage of a uh, of a Mamzer, of a child born into, into wedlock. As Dafai and Chesamud Beis goes on, so we have quite a few Mamare Chazal, statements in the name of Chazal that describe uh, a Mamzer, how we relate to uh, this child born out of wedlock. Most notably, we have a comment by Rabbi Eliezer and Rav Huna who hold that a Mamzer doesn't live. A Mamzer says the Gemara is Enochai, and uh, he's not going to perpetuate generations. There are going to be no people that are going to come as a result of a marriage of a Mamzer. And Rashi says that it seems to be rooted in the fact that legitimate uh, Jewish um, legitimate Jews uh, can't marry um, into the uh, the world of Mamzerus, but the Gemara points out that we don't let Nesinim and Mamzer marry into the Jewish people, which means that they do live. So if the Gemara says that they don't live, so why do we have to go ahead and why do we have to describe the fact that there ain't no chide, that they don't live? So Rabzira comes along and Rabzira responds that he learned in the yeshiva of Rabbi Yehuda that um, that a public mamzer, somebody who everybody knows is a child born out of wedlock. He's a child that everybody knows is a mamzer. So we let him live because we aren't concerned that people are going to unknowingly go ahead and unknowingly marry him. But an unknown mamzer, that's what our Gemara is, uh, that's what our Gemara is referring to. And this question of mamzerus is a question uh, that nowadays rarely uh, arises, but definitely has made its way onto the halachic scene. There's a story told about uh, Rav Moshe Feinstein, which actually enters into a a, uh, a sugya that's generally referred to as the sugya of yakir, coming from the word to recognize something. And the question uh, that's being dealt with is, um, is what level of believability does a father or a mother have in uh, in um, in presenting the fact that their child uh, is a mamzer, and this is learned out from the uh, the psukim which describe in Parshas Kitetze that describe um, a bechor that how a father or mother identify their child as a bechor is going to be the same way that a father and a mother could potentially Rachman Litzlan unfortunately identify their child uh, as a mamzer. So the story about Rav Moshe Feinstein goes as follows that. Uh, there was a uh, a marriage that was about to take place, and Ramosha was at the uh, Ramosha was at the chuppah, and uh, as the girl was about to uh, as the girl was about to uh, walk down the aisle, so the mother uh, sobbing came over to Ramosha Feinstein, and uh, and asked Ramosha, uh, you know, uh, you know, to to go to a side area of the chuppah, and told Ramosha that. Uh, before they get married, that she thinks that her child, who's about to get married, uh, might be a uh, mamzeris, that she might be a child that was born out of wedlock. And Ramosha refused uh, to believe it. Ramosha said, you have no believability, you have no nam on us. And Ramosha went and uh, made sure that the chuppah happened, that the wedding happened, that the entire, um, that the entire uh, uh, marriage was underway. And uh, he stayed, they say that Ramosha stayed at this wedding uh, until the end of the wedding. And perhaps what this psak of Ramosha was rooted in was in the fact that this mother 
uh, doesn't have believability to uh, to uh, go ahead and uh, and uh, invalidate her child. And uh, again, based on this pasuk, kias habechor ben hasnua yakir laseislo pishinayim, which the Gemara points out uh, in kedushin. The Gemara in kedushin dafayindal tells us that um, that three people are believed that uh, that a child is a bechor. The midwife, the deliverer of the baby, the mother, and the father. The Gemara uses the word yakir in this context over here, which uh, which comes from the pasuk which I just uh, which I just uh, mentioned, and the pasuk of yakir is talking about bechor, but. The Gemara elsewhere in Bava Basra and uh, at that point in Kedushin as well in the name of Rabbi Yehuda say that we can extend this to other psulim as well. That just like a father can uh, assume that the child is a Bechor, a father can also go ahead and invalidate uh, the child. And, uh, and, um, and uh, that is uh, what the Gemara says in the Bahag. Is a uh, is a uh, one of our rishon in the Bahalachos Kidolo. So the Bahag in Hilchos Mila, he actually says uh, uh, really straight out that if a parent comes along and a parent says my child is for sure mamzer, so the Bahag describes the fact that that parent has no believability. That we're not going to believe that parent who uh, gives their child this uh, this title and in Simen Ches in the Bahag. Uh, the Bahag writes, Haomer Bini Zemamzer in Neemon. So you're not going to have Neemonus. You're not going to be believed, uh, again, based on Tosos and Bava Basra and uh, Rabbeinu Tam earlier in Tosos and Yuvamos and Daf Mem Zayin. Uh, a lot of these Marmakomos uh, which, uh, which come out. And as time went on, so there were all sorts of people that tried to uh, be matir mamzerim. There's a, uh, another story about the Chassam Sofer, that the Chassam Sofer was asked by his father-in-law, uh, Rabbi Kivager, uh, about a mamzer case. And Rabbi Kivager wanted the Chassam Sofer to sign off on, uh, on allowing this mamzer to enter into Kal Yisrael, enter into the Jewish people. And the Chassam Sofer responded that uh, he would do his best to go and be matir this mamzer, but um, he had to really dip into three kulas regarding a mamzer. And uh, all of these kulas that came together, so the Chassam Sofer agreed, but definitely didn't agree with, uh, with open arms, being overwhelmingly excited to, uh, to, uh, to go ahead and do this. And obviously this topic of mamzerus is something that's uh, overwhelmingly complicated, but uh, we assume that while the mamzer um, is not able to enter into the general marriage uh, pool that we have nowadays, there are other ways that a mamzer could get married. So obviously a male mamzer and a female mamzer could marry uh, each other. A mamzer can also marry uh, uh, a convert. A mamzer can marry a ger. Um, and a mamzer can even marry, the Gemara says in Kedushin, Andaf Ayin Hey, that the, Gemara, uh, the mamzer can even marry the uh, children, the zera of two gerim. Uh, and even though that person was born Jewish, that person can, uh, can marry a mamzer. Uh, when we had a time and peri- uh, period in time when we had um, avadim and and evan meshuchrar and all sorts of of, of indentured uh, servants, so there was actually a way that uh, the mamzer would go ahead and marry this uh, indentured maid servant, and their uh, children would be freed, and then that child would be a full fledged Jew, free of the pagam of the uh, the blemish of this uh, incestuous relationship that took place earlier. But what comes out over here of Dafay and Ches and Mesechus Yivamos is certainly how complicated the world of uh, Yichus is, the world of genealogy is, who we're able to welcome in and who we're able to uh, really put our feet on the brakes and ask ourselves if we want them uh, to join 
into uh, the Jewish people. Obviously, when we think of the Mitzrim and the Edomim and some of the character traits that they possess, which uh, we're going to see on Daf Ayin Tess, which is uh, one of the more well-known Gemaras that are quoted in terms of the character traits of the Jewish people that we want our people to uh, to be a part of. So it's overwhelmingly complicated when uh, when these uh, when these cases come up, when these cases arise, when we have people that get divorced with uh, an unfortunate situation, when they Rachman Litzlan only have a civil divorce, but not um, a halachic divorce. They don't have a get, uh, and then they go ahead and they live their lives and have more children. And what the status of those children? are going to be halachically. Shiloh that I saw, whether or not you can say uh, at the bris milah of a mamzer, is a person able to say, Kishem shenichnas labris, keni kanes Torah ulemaasim tovim at a, uh, at a bris of a mamzer. Should a mamzer be uh, given a bris milah in front of, uh, in front of the, uh, the entire tzibor? Or should we give a mamzer a bris milah outside uh, of the shul, outside of the normal confines of, uh, of, uh, of halachic life? So these are obviously all sorts of challenges and all sorts of issues uh, that arise in the world of mamzerus. And uh, as the Gemara goes on, we, uh, we really open our eyes to so many of the uh, challenging uh, challenging areas of uh, halachic matrimony that uh, that we have over here at the end of Parak Aral and uh, some really uh, incredible Gemaras that make up Sechis Daf Ayin Ches.